Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. And with me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Here. He is here. We're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. We've got a loaded show for you guys this week on the road to episode 200. Got a few surprises in store for you guys uh, when episode 200 drops, so be on the lookout for that. we got some stuff cooking uh, between myself and Mike. we got some things going on, um, you know. Some good surprises coming your way here in the next couple weeks. So, with that being said, Mike, we got a lot of stuff to go over. We got AEW all outs we got to do. We got NXT Worlds Collide, which I guess I should have started with that because that's a big letdown after all out, but it's okay. <laughs> We've got Michigan and naming their future starting quarterback. And I also have a question for you, Mike, in terms of the Spartans. So, I'll, I'll, I'm going to leave you in the dark on that a little bit. We're also going to talk Lions Hard Knocks, the wrapping up of the season, um, and just some general expectations. As of this recording, we don't know the results of Eagles, Lions. Honestly, win or loss, I don't think it changes expectations a ton. Um, and as you guys know, we don't go week to week on this show because let, let's be real. We don't need to do that. Um, and then we're also going to be doing Mike's famous candid quarterback rankings. So lots of good stuff coming your way this week. But let's just jump right in here, Mike. Let's start Let's start with NXT Worlds Collide so we can no. get it out of the way okay. um, because there's a lot less meat on the bone there. And I, when I say a lot less, I mean it's not even a piece of meat. It's like a piece of tofu as compared to what we're going to talk about with All Out. Um, so let's just go through that real quick, and then we'll get to the, the we'll get to the ju- yeah we'll get yeah show. we'll get to the beef. Okay. Uh, so we open the show with probably the best match on the show. Probably. Uh, Carmelo Hayes North American title match against Ricochet, yeah. SmackDown legend, <laughs> former Intercontinental champion and former U.S. champion. Yeah, Ricochet. they made a mention that sixteen. They, they times. did mention that a lot. I was like, all right, I got it. Uh, Carmelo Hayes. Gets the win over Ricochet in 16 minutes. Gets four and a half stars. Yeah. And it was the only match on this show. I guess the main event, kind of. Yeah. That really felt like takeover-y. Yeah. The rest of them just felt like NXT 2.0. Well, this felt like this whole show kind of suffers from the fact that there's no real build to any of these matches. Mm -hmm. And so it was very much like, we just got to get NXT UK wrapped up. Yeah. This was like the Survivor Series show. Yeah. It really was. Where where you just had like champion versus champion. What's funny is there was stakes though, right? Double titles all all across the board. But it was like, I was watching the show and I go, man, this just does not feel special at all like in even the slightest where i was like okay like i'm just really ready to see what they're gonna do after this kind of thing so i just you know it's gonna be i think it's gonna help the brand as a whole for nxt uk to be gone because you're gonna get the top guys from that brand now over onto nxt regularly which should help quite a bit Mm -hmm. but overall this show just kind of felt like there you know what i mean i don't know next up we had the tag team uh, four-way match, yep. the tag team t- titles and the UK yep. tag titles. Yep, unification. Uh, unification match. Yep. Uh, it was elimination style. Yep. So instead of just saying all the teams, so the first team, so Mark Coffey eliminated Brooks Jensen, which eliminated his team. Yep. Uh, Julius Creed eliminated Wolfgang. So yep. we went down to Pretty Deadly and the Creed brothers. Yep. And then Elton Prince eliminated Julius Creed in 15 minutes to yep. win the unified tag, NXT tag team championships. Yep. Uh, went about got about three and a quarter stars, fifteen minutes, like I said, and it was fine. But I really wanted the Creed brothers to win. Yeah. So they did the turn, right? Yeah. The one guy I don't even know his name turned right. Roderick Strong got attacked earlier in the evening, right? Yeah. They kind of cut back and all that good stuff. Um, I think the Creed brothers are ready for prime time. Quite yeah, frankly. Stop I, I think they should. Them. I really do think they need to. I be. really thought this one. Yeah, and the main event, which we won't spoil at the moment, yeah. were only wrong in the winners because I think 
the person who won. Yeah. Or like someone from that right from the match yeah. should just get called up. Yes. Kind I agree of thing. Like yeah. I think like I, I'm cool with the Creed brothers here losing because yeah. it's like if you get called up, I'm totally yeah. cool with it, like you said. But in the main event, I definitely think Yeah. I don't think they're going to be yet because they're gonna do this inner feud yeah. dealy, mabobber, whatever. Um yeah, they, I still think they that, need a war games match. Yeah. The Creed brothers would be in that probably. Right. So. Like the, I you know, I look at um was it Julius Creed? I think that guy's got star written all over him. Not that against Brutus, but I think that dude is just he's big, he's tall, he's athletic as hell. I just I see major dollar signs with that dude. Um don't mind the pretty deadly thing. Like I said, they get the win over, you know, they're a solid tag team, nothing crazy. This match kind of felt just there yeah. because Gallus coming in as being the longest reigning NXT tag team UK champions, right? Only because of COVID, really. But like and then you had Brooks Jensen and uh uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't even know what's other. What's the other guy's name? It's gonna drive me nuts now. Who's the other? Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs. Thank you. I should know that. Um. Anyway, they they won the titles, but it's like no one real. No one really gave them a shot. You know what I mean? So they were just kind of there. Mm-hmm. It just kind of felt like there was a couple teams in here where you're like, we're just gonna put them in here to kind of quote unquote load it. But if everyone's getting out in three minutes, yeah. <laughs> you know it really I mean? was it four doesn't... minutes, four minutes. And then yeah. the, exactly. the last part went seven, eight. Yeah. Five. So it just kind of felt like maybe you could have just did it that way. But either way, you know, like I said, it was there. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we had the women's unification yep. three ways. So we yep. had Mandy Rose, who's the NXT champion. Yep. We had Miko uh, Satomura, who's yep. the NXT UK champ. And we had Blair Davenport, who yep. was not a champion, just Yep, they're just there. Well, they were feuding. In yeah, the they were UK, feuding. So, so they're, they're like, well, let's just wrap it yep. up. Yeah. And so Manny Rose, rightfully, I think. Yeah. Manny Rose has been awesome in, the, in NXT. Defeated uh, Blair Davenport and, and uh, Satomura to win the unified NXT Tag Team champ or NXT Championships. I uh, got three and a quarter stars, 13 minutes, 18 seconds. Um, I think Mandy Rose is just killing it. Yeah, I think she, I think it was the right call. I think Mako is another person they could call up now, and I'm kind of glad they decided not to go with her here. I mm-hmm. think like I think if she's kind of getting up there in age a little bit, so it's like if you're gonna have a run, let's have a run. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just put her up to the main roster. Yeah. Let's go. Especially I think on the Raw side, um, I think they could use some depth there a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Because you know you're doing the thing with Liv Morgan. Let her do her thing. But yeah. like her and Bianca, I think would be really good, right? Her and Bailey, you know, yeah. I, you know. Um, but yeah, I thought this was fine. I didn't expect new champs here. Honestly, no. I think that's another problem too, is it like, I didn't feel like any, any of the results. I was like, Oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. what a crazy deal. It was just kind of like, yeah, all right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Bandy Rose is like perfect for the NXT roster too. Cause yeah. I think, I don't know if she's like good enough with like the Bianca Belairs and like no. all those like yeah. higher people in, in the main right. roster, but right. she's definitely like good enough to like carry the nxt roster right, right now yeah and be somebody like oh, i can't stand you and she's like good that's yeah, the point right point. I, yeah yeah heat me for sure uh cold main event here we had the women's tag team title match we had katana chain or the nxt women's tag team champion sorry because yeah. i forgot there's main roster ones now too yeah uh we had katana chance and kane and carter the champions defeating Dewdrop and nikki ash two stars went 10 minutes and this is one of those matches that were just there I zipped to be it. there. I didn't watch I wasn't able to watch the show live, so I, I had a football game to coach. So I came back, I watched this, and I went, oh, good, so nothing's happening. Bloop. Yep. And I kind of just watched it like on fast-forward times, too, and I was yep. like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And all right, next main cool. event. Let's go. Yep. All right, so main event time, we had the unification between NXT champion Braun Breaker, yep. NXT UK champion Tyler Bate, which is always crazy to say that the UK title only had like 
four champions. Yeah, in like it was, five it was years. Bait. It was done. It was Gunther or Walter at the time. Dragonoff. Bait. Bait. Yeah. So and now it's four over. dudes, five reigns. Yeah, which is like crazy to me that like yeah. two of those reigns were just like six hundred days. Long. Yeah, exactly. Because it was around for like five years. But Braun Breaker defeated Tyler Bate in seventeen minutes. New champ. I guess technically, because yeah, they're just right. going to unify them. Mm-hmm. Uh, four and a quarter stars, and I think um, this is the one where I think I would have been fine with Tyler Bate winning Yeah. if Braun Breaker, like, if yeah. you called Braun Breaker up, I think Tyler Bate's good enough. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, like, the kind of guy that, like, Triple H would want mm-hmm. as, like, the NXT champion to be, like, all right, we're just going to put on a five-star banger. Yeah. Like, you throw him and, like, Carmelo Hayes together, right. and yeah. they'll just, like, put on a great match together, you know, Absolutely. for the NXT title. So... Uh, this is the one where I'm like, I think Tyler Bate could probably have done it and then move Braun Breaker up. Yeah. But if you have no plans for Braun Breaker, then he definitely should win. Yeah. And it didn't seem like they were going to have any plans for him, so mm-hmm. just keep him here. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem either way with this. Um, I did really enjoy the pre-match, Tyler Bate walking through, like, all the former champions, right, and, like, the moments that, you know, you could do that because there's only five moments that happen. So mm-hmm. it was kind of – I thought it was kind of nice, though, to do that. I really enjoyed – this was the only match that I felt like had any sort of bill because they had former champions from both – Right, like mm-hmm. you had Gunther going to bait and be like, "You need to defend the legacy of that thing," right? And then you had like Champa and those guys being like, "You need to defend the NXT Championships legacy," that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they tried in a very short amount of time to make it feel like a momentous thing. I think because they've already announced NXT Europe, it definitely felt like so. None of the NXT UK talents going over, basically, yeah, right? Basically. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was the only thing for me. I thought this match was fine. Like I said, it it was good in the moment. I guess I was just kind of like, it just felt like a means to an end. I felt yeah. like this, that's why this show, maybe because I was coming off a of Clash of the Castle, where I really felt like WWE put their best foot forward. <laughs> this match was just kind of like, we're not even out of the NXT performance center thingy, wherever they at, right? So it didn't feel big. They tried to make it feel big with the matches, mm-hmm. but the, the ambiance, it didn't feel big. You didn't go to another arena. You didn't do anything special. Yeah. To make it feel like you're trying to sell me on it. Mm-hmm. So that was, I think, kind of the downfall overall of this show. Yeah. So it's just kind of there. All right. All right. Let's shift focus. All right. I'm done talking about that. We spent 10 minutes. That's plenty of time. That's <laughs> enough time. Um, as much time as we save skipping past the NXT women's tag title match. That's what we... <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Let's talk AEW all out. And then, of course, I mean, it's one of those things. We're going to talk about the results, and then we're just going to go right into what happened afterwards. And we're going to go, oh, okay, so none of that mattered. But it's fine. Pretty much, yeah, actually. Ridiculous. But let's let's start from the beginning. Let's, let's, you know, let's not spoil it for some people living under a rock. If you're a wrestling fan and you don't know what's going on at this point, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Like, it's been everywhere. Yeah, it's literally the only even thing like could... the cheesy like fake accounts that don't even report real news. They're reporting it now. Yeah, like it's not good. Yeah, no, I I literally have only been listening to this stuff oh last like, week. It's hysterical, it's crazy. But so we open the show, the casino ladder match. Rob's yep. absolute favorite match here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we were right on the money with this though. How we booked this though. Yeah, we were. Yeah, you yeah. were. You were yeah. pretty on yeah. it. Like when um when the ending was happening, yeah. I was like, wow, this is like. This is exactly how it's, yeah. how it's going to happen. <laughs> um, kind of crazy. So they had, I'm not going to go through the point by point, but, yeah, no, but no, they no. basically had a whole bunch of people, you yeah. know, your Pentas, Ray Phoenix, uh, Dante Martin, Andrade, Roosh, all these guys coming in, blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. Penta comes in last. So he, the funny part was Penta comes in for a minute. Yeah. And then a bunch of hooded guys come out, start beating everyone up, throwing everyone mm-hmm. out. And then the one guy climbs the ladder yeah, takes off the halfway. and yeah. it was yeah it was it was halfway. I was like, yeah, what? I was like, good for yeah. him. Also, oh, so so 
technically so they, he should have won, I think, but I don't know. Yeah, how te- it works no, yeah, because I think it, so. They made the rule because the announcers were clarifying these rules yeah. to a T, right? So no one would get confused at right. home. So I thought it was interesting that you could win the the chip, yeah. like as the first two people, yeah. Because right. that's definitely going to be a thing down oh, the yeah. line, right? Where like you're going to get like an, a big heel with his right. with his heavy, right? And they're just going to go. And yeah. like stack it, and like right. the guy's gonna run up and get it, mm-hmm. and everyone's gonna be like, "That was why did we yeah. do that?" that well, they're trying to counteract wrestling logic of why do we even have to do anything? Why don't we just stand? Why here we just stand here, wait for everyone to come out, yeah, and then fight each other because we can't win the match right now anyway. It's like yeah. war games. Why do we got to beat each other up? Because you have to build. You're like, well, there's just so much animosity. We have to beat each other yeah. up right this. But you're like, you you're like, one of you can pin. We can't so. win the match yet until everyone's in the match. Yeah, so. exactly. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and then they also made the point when he took the the, yeah. the chip off. It was like only the eight people in the match right, can, win, can the match. win the chip. Yeah, because there are some instances for like Money in the Bank oh, yeah. where you'll get like a random person running in and yeah. like unhooking it, and you're like, I guess you can Money do in the that. Bank. It's Money this in the year. Bank. Anyone can do it yeah. or whatever. So yeah. or like the Royal Rumble, you could like hit someone, throw them out, yeah. and now you're in the match kind right. of thing. Yeah. So like this one was like only the eight people can win it. Right. So halfway standing there, the the buzzer goes off for the eighth person. A masked man, yeah. we're gonna say a man, mm-hmm. came out, took the chip. Did not reveal himself and went right to the back. Can we all admit though that when he did the finger point thing, we went, "Oh, that's MJF." I thought it was him when he walked in there and did like yeah. a weird spin. Yeah, and I was like, "He walks like that." Yeah, I was, I was like, "I was, I got it when he did the finger point yeah. thing because I was like, he's too deliberate with his movements and MJF. Everything he does is very deliberate. Del- like, deliberate. Like, yeah, like, he's he like, nope, it. nope. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, so that's MJF. Yeah, like everything he did, I was like, this is yeah. definitely like even like his body. Like they didn't yeah. try to like put on like a suit or something. No, like no. it was he just, just like, like walking. Yeah, he was like strut. doing the strut thing, yeah. and I was like, it's definitely him. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's not crazy, but yeah. So I can at least appreciate the fact that they didn't just have him walk up, go up the ladder, and get it. I did like the fact that they brought in, and I'm assuming then he's going to have some sort of faction thing. thing. Yeah. Can we talk about how big of a miss the pinnacle was for yeah. a second? Like how hot it started. Yeah. And then just gone. I don't know if it was just because FTR got super over really fast. I think that was super over. We're like, oh crap. I think the FTR one is like real where like FTR got super over. So they start going everywhere, winning their championships. Yeah. And then it was like MJF and Warlow and Warlow start getting over. And they're like, we have to split them off now. And it was just like, oh, that sucked. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't really see anyone from this new group. Just no. getting over super fast. Well, I originally I was like, maybe like when they first did the thing before he came out, I was like, Stokely Hathaway was like, is they gonna give it to Cass? Yeah, and I was like, that seems a bit rushed and immediate. And I go, well, he's losing. So like yeah. I, that was my first thought. I went, God bless it. And then like the actual Joker came up because as they're explaining, I go, okay. Yeah. I guess I get it a little bit more now, mm-hmm. you know? And I think this is a perfect faction, though, for MJF because there's nobody who's going to overshadow him. Like, yeah. Cass is his big dude. You got, like, Ethan Page to bump all over for people. Stokely is another mouthpiece. It feels like – and they haven't really come together yet on television, but it just feels like it's a better pairing uh-huh. because le- it's less loaded than the pinnacle was. But I think, overall, it's going to elevate MJF where it's like, oh, he is the clear and defined leader of this of this mm-hmm. shtick. Where it's like, FDR doesn't need you. Like yeah. they're, they've, they've done it, right? Yeah. None of these guys have done anything on their own. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let's come together. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was pretty awesome for yeah. them. Uh, next up, we had the... Oh, we don't know what's MJF yet, so be quiet. No. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't <laughs> sure if we were going to save those MJF, so I was going to try to keep it a yeah. mystery. And then it's MJF, so yeah. whatever. Uh, I guess if you watch Dynamite or Rampage, yeah, you, you also know, know it's MJF, so... Or, you know, or any, the end any of the show. internet, anything. Yeah. yeah. All right, next up... 
Shockingly enough, we had the AEW Trios tag team match. Did not like the placement here at all. If anything, I just wish it opened. Yeah. If like, I'm cool with the opening. Yeah. Like, I get with the ladder thing and the yeah. MGF reveal yeah. that you're going to have that open. But I was like, good. That, now make, there's yeah. no spot for it because no. you either wanted to open or end. And I you had played, your ending. I would have so. put it later. I think I would have put Hobbs and, and uh, Ricky Starks here at the second Maybe, match. Maybe, yeah. Or, or even the Christian Cage-Jungle Boy match. Yeah. Because both of those, you're, it weren't really a payoff. It was definitely more of a storyline continuance. Yeah. So I was like, this is a big match. Like, yeah. put it in the middle of the show where, like, you feel like you had pillars. Yeah, I think I think the only yeah. thing about this match yeah. uh, was the they had the TBS after. Yeah. And so, like, the way they were placing out was they had a big match followed yeah. by one of their, like... Yeah. Under three-minute yeah. matches or whatever. And so I think it was like... Yeah, I get it. But uh, So they had the Elite taking on uh, the, the, the Dark, Dark Order, yep. Anna Page, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. Uh, shockingly enough, so like... Watch it, so like when this match was about to start, yeah, I was like, okay, I would love for the, the, the Elite to win this, yeah. but I think the Dark Order is going to win. Right. Like I did like one of those, which yeah. is not really fair because like right. I'm rooting for both sides at that point. <laughs> but I was like, I would much rather have the Elite win. Yeah. But the Dark Order started to pull me through yeah. the match going, maybe I could like be okay with them winning. Right. Because like when I think of like the Elite yeah. and their six-man matches, I can't think of a group. That'd be like, oh, that'd be a bad match. Yeah, right. But like when I'm like Dark Order versus like best friends, I'm yeah, like, yeah, that no, doesn't sound yeah, like yeah, the best thing yeah. ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's, so only there's so a lot of yeah. casting I can do here. Yeah, exactly. So like I was like definitely the elite, and yeah. then I was shocked to see the win. Yeah. So the elite... I thought I loved the finish of this match though. I thought it was such a great storytelling technique where he hits the clothesline on his partner and then they and they pins him. So it's like Kenny didn't do and I also loved the Kenny entrance. I thought this is something so subtle that sometimes AEW just does. I think wrestling in general, when somebody does it right, where like first match, he's got the shoulder brace. He's yeah. got the compression shirt on. Second match, okay, he's just got the compression shirt. They rip it off. He's got bandages. Yeah. Final match, he's healthy. We, right? and we, we talked about yeah. that like two, three weeks yes. ago where like because like, you were like, why is he messing up moves? And yeah. I was like, no, I think he's purpose. Yeah. It's crazy to think that there's someone that's so good that he can purposely mess yeah. up stuff. Well, it's such a subliminal thing where, like, if you get it, you get it. If yeah. you don't, you're, it's, everything's going to go over your head anyway, so yeah. there's no point in talking to you. But, like, if you understand it, yeah. like, I thought the symbolism mm -hmm. of him slowly but surely kind of like, oh, I'm going to get back, and now I'm back. And now I'm back, back. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I thought was really good. And then the finish of the match where Hangman is the reason why they lost and going into kind of – like. I thought all that stuff yeah. was really, really well. Yeah, done. this is this is one of the best things for AEW that done where it was yeah. they told the, a great story. Yeah, and they like they finished the match. Mm -hmm. And still have more story to tell. Yes, they don't exactly. do that very often. No. Where usually a lot of their stuff is well, it's like, a blow off, right? Because like, you only have four pay per views, so you have to have finishes to stuff, right? Yeah. So in this particular case, you're like, okay, but this, uh, yeah, yeah. Like said, this is a fun yeah. one where they had the finish. Like the elite can go off. Well, they, yeah. they're not going to go off and do their yeah. own thing, Spoiler but alert. they but they could yeah. go off and right. do their own thing. Mm -hmm. And then Hangman still has more story to tell with the Dark Order, Correct. which I think was like a fun thing because yes. normally in a match like this, the elite wins by just like hitting the one. I do wonder where they were going to go with it. Uh, and we're going to get to the other stuff here in a minute, but like I do wonder what the plan because they've had to clearly 
blow up everything yeah. to get where they're going to go now. So I don't know, but yeah. like, it's definitely one of those things where like, it's kind of always going to be like, where were they going with that? Cause I could have seen hangman going on like a big losing streak. I, right. I, I, Struggling. You know what? He still could. Right. Theoretically, yeah, I mean, but he, I, he, I just don't think it's as he good. He lost as, on Wednesday. But it's yeah, fine. <laughs> he, did, he did lose on Wednesday. But all right, let's keep going. This is a really good match though. This was, Yeah, this is very good. Yeah. Uh, next up we had the AEW TBS title match. Shay Gargill beats Athena. Um, what was the time on this match? Four minutes, 21 seconds. I was shocked how fast it went. I was, She's the first one where you've had any sort of story yeah. for the title, and she just blows right I through. Kinda, I thought it was going to be about six or seven minutes yeah. either way, mm-hmm. but Athena was just like going so hot so fast. I was like, oh, Jade's just going to catch her. Yeah, it's over. Really hard, it's over. Yeah. It's basically what happened. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this match, short and sweet, I think it was... Five I thought it was and once again I just these matches like this I understand you're trying to elevate Jade totally understand it yeah. but you mean to tell me right now you couldn't put this match on Dynamite yeah and give him ten minutes and yeah. let it close the show that, and make the, it feel like yeah, this oh is, this is a big deal yeah this is definitely like part WWE esque yes. for like their big yes. four because yes. there's a lot of SummerSlam matches where I go right. I don't need this we don't need yeah. this uh, yep I thousand like, percent like Alexa Bliss and do drop yeah. it that one SummerSlam I was like yeah. we don't need 10 minutes of this no. we really don't need this exactly like, I agree 100% and there were a couple of those matches like that yeah. for here. well but, I feel like you could just because like you have some injuries still right now right and everything else like I just felt like this match if you want to shine a light on Jade Cargill, make her the main event of of a of a of a dynamite or something, yeah. rather than put her here where it's like, oh, she won. Okay, we've seen that eighty five times at this point. You know, yeah. I don't know. All right, next up we had the uh, second six man tag of the evening, second yeah. of three. Yeah, three. That was another thing. Where I was like, there's too many of these on here. Yeah, because these aren't regular teams that are going to be challenging for the six-man titles either. That's yeah. another issue I have with that, but let's go. Uh, we had FTR teaming with Wardlow, so basically you just had all the... I guess yeah. FTR's not a champion here, but they had most of the champions yeah, here. Yeah, should be. Love um, the entrance with his daughter, by the way. Though. Yeah, that was, was awesome. a great pop. Uh, taking out Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, which is a fun mm-hmm. twist that had the Motor City Machine Guns. We came out, and they were just like, Impact, Impact, Impact. I was like, damn, they're just... Yeah, right. Like, like yeah. are they from Impact? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. Like, I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I know. Um, FTR and Warlow get the win here. Uh, like obviously, I feel like this is like the most obvious yeah. outcome of the entire show. Well, so well, how much time did they get? Uh, they got sixteen minutes twenty six seconds. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. Okay, and um, it got uh, three and a half stars. Thought this match was good, not great. This match very much felt like it was just there for me. Like with all the talent you had in this, yeah. I didn't feel like this felt special. If, it, that it makes fe- sense. Yeah, it felt like it was there, yeah. and like so, like FTR talked about. I think when they were doing the the Ric Flair show or something, yeah. where they were like, "We're yeah, we're in a six man tag, so like we we can do a little less work here or something." Mm-hmm. Like they like mentioned that mm-hmm. from what maybe it was like a like a rampage or something. Yeah, but it was like this definitely felt like a lot of these guys were in this match to like get the paycheck, do yeah. their Go spots the and everything, throw some yeah. punches and like. But it wasn't anything like oh we have to stress that we have to. Yeah. we're not going against Briscoes for forty minutes for the right. titles or anything. Right. Yeah. We're just like. This is like a fun, like, attraction match kind of thing. And honestly, I would rather have, like, you mean to tell me right now you couldn't have put the Ring of Honor tag titles on this show and just had FTR go against the Machine Guns if you wanted yeah, you to do it that yeah. way? You know, like, I just, it's one of those things where, like, I get I think, it. I think the hard part is, like, because you'd be like, you could you could be like, and now 
I would rather just take out like Powerhouse Hobbs and whoever oh, and yeah. like switch some and do yeah. that. But then it's like, yeah, and then you could also put Wardlow versus Jay Lethal one on one. Right. But now yeah. you're looking at like 16, yeah. Yeah. 17 matches. Exactly. So yeah. like then That's... everyone's going to be like, oh, it's too long of a show or whatever. Yeah. Where I, do I think... would much rather have a little bit longer of a show and have 15 quality matches yeah. that just put random stuff together. I, so. I thought that this match was once again designed just to make Wardlow look awesome. Right, yep. like, and Jay Lethal, man, Jay Lethal's so underrated. He's so yeah. good. Um, I, I love that guy. But at, at the same time, like, like I said, I don't think anybody got anything better. Like, nobody got anything out of this, right? Like, we're not fr- we're not furthering a storyline. Really, it doesn't feel like. Um, we're just kind of there, yeah. right? And so that's the thing where I'm like, okay, like y- you really need to capitalize on FDR right now. Yeah, like big time. Yeah, this is. Okay, I'm going to have to ask this because I don't remember. This yeah. is where Samoa Joe came back, right? Yes. No, right? no, no, no. That was... Was that on Dynamite? That was on Dynamite. Okay. That was on Dynamite. I couldn't remember because yes. I, I watched only part of Dynamite, so I couldn't remember. And here's what I will say, too. I think this match would have been bigger if Jay Lethal was the television champion Yeah. for Ring of Honor. Because if you're going to do this small feud with Wardlow, knowing that Wardlow is going to come out anyway, why not have Lethal, who hasn't won dick since he got to AEW, yeah. hasn't won a damn thing, why not have him come out and has the Ring of Honor television champion and have a little bit of credibility instead of saying he's a former this, former this, former this. Okay, that's great. Yeah. It, like the machine guns, you can do that because they're a one night only. Mm-hmm. Lethal signed. Why not have him as your TV champion for Ring of Honor and go, this is the Ring of Honor television. He just beat Samoa Joe a month ago, clean, and he's a you know, and he's the longest reign television champion in history. Like this dude is a legit guy. Rather than he's just out there and he's you know the punching bag while the big dude stands there. You yep. know what I mean? I don't know. Yep. So, so that happened. Yep. Fine match. Yeah, um, okay. Next up, we had one of the the second of three five or shorter matches. Yeah. We had Powerhouse Hobbs defeating Ricky Starks. Was really shocked they did just completely blew Ricky Starks out the water here. Yeah, I kind of was really too. shocked. I, I definitely thought they'd give him a little bit of time and actually like do something. And Powerhouse Hobbs beats him in five minutes yeah. and ten seconds. Here gets one in. Three quarter stars. I do think technically. though, long term, Ricky Stark's gonna be huge baby face for them. Yes, huge baby face. Great promo. Um, he's a guy that I like a lot because he can play both sides of the fence, and you can get behind him both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, powerhouse Hobbs, I'd be all for him. Them turning him into a monster. I think he's got a great look and all that good stuff. Just was shocked that Ricky Stark's got no offense in. Yeah, like at all. None. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think this match should have been on pay per view either. So yeah, you know, if true. it's gonna be fast, let's be fast about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next up, Rob, I have a confession to make for this next match. Is this the tag title match? Yeah. Best match on the show. Best match on the show, and I'm sorry that I said that it probably won't be the best match on the show. Yeah, I, I was going to text you and go, I was wrong. Yeah, like I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. The acclaimed is actually really, really good, and I just wasn't this there for it. match was the best match on the show. And you know what's really sad is when you think of all-out tag team matches, yeah. this is probably the worst one. Yeah, that's crazy. Because really you had the crazy. Bucks and Lucha Bros for two in a, of the in three, steel cage, and then yeah. you had the Kenny Omega yep. and Hangman versus FTR one yeah. for the COVID one. Yeah. So this is probably still still right. the worst one. And this was and the it's, best. I don't think it's close. I, I think this, I know, this I think is this, the best match on the show. And I think the only complaint I have about, about this match is yeah. I think Tony Khan should have, in the middle of this match, go, no, audible, put yeah. it the title on the acclaim. Because yeah. the acclaim were – so hot. Yeah. Now I do know that like so like they're from New York or New Jersey yeah. and they're having their rematch at yeah. at yeah. Arthur Ashe or whatever. Yeah, the like they're big at Grand yeah. Slam or whatever. Yeah. So they're definitely winning it there in their Probably. home state or whatever. Um 
But how can hot we, they got in this match. Can we just talk about the fact that immediately during that match, Swerve and Lee went from uber baby faces to, to everyone's uber, like, I hate you. Yeah. Immediately. Like, so, like literally within four minutes, yeah. they were like, I don't like anything mm-hmm. about you. And I was like, what happened? And, I was and like, the acclaim Finally, went, you guys see this with Keith. <laughs> yeah. yeah but I no, love Swerve. I, but... Yeah. I think the, the acclaim really just showed. I was like, man, they are just so much better. Like, for me, they were always, because I guess maybe they just always got put with like, the gun club stuff. Gun club, I think whatever, their like, shtick has been over, but the match quality hasn't has not. been. There. Because when he does the rap and everyone's like, you know, when Bowens does the, you know, the screaming. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone's, we're in lockstep, yeah. right? Like, we're there. Yeah. Like, okay. And so then like, the bell rings. Yeah. And then you go, to, eh. they, to me, they always felt like, like Road Dog. Yes. Or or they yeah. felt like, uh, I just said, Enzo and Cass. Yes. Where, like, you had that shtick that, walking that out. That is a great comparison. Yeah. Like, they had that shtick coming out where everyone could sing along, yep. scissor yep. me, whatever, mm-hmm. and they do all their thing. But then when they got to the match, I was like, okay, but the matches the are matches okay. The matches are just meh. But, exactly. this, but this one, I was like, wait, wait. So they could put on a five-star banger yeah. while also being over in, yeah. your, in, in your entrance? Not a lot of teams have that. No, and I think this was their coming out party. I think Bowen's being healthy because he's been in and out of the yeah. for a while. Caster's a dude they're going to look to build around. I yes. think that dude he's has awesome. main event potential all day long. Yeah. He's got to get a little better shape. But over, I say that being 5'6 and fat. But like overall, like yeah. he, he he is a guy I think they can build around. Bowens, right, I think is is a solid number two for them. Mm-hmm. Um, this match is the match where I went, wow, I was wrong yeah like and, I, I, and and to be fair i'm gonna give lee and swerve credit here too because they heard it and they went with it yeah. right like it felt very i'm not this is a bad comparison but like when rock and hogan at wrestlemania 18 everyone's like oh they're gonna boo hogan no yeah. no they did not they booed the rock and the rock went screw it let's go yeah. and let hogan be the baby face and and so they very much fed into that and then in their in the media scrum Swerve was like, I don't care if you boo me, screen. I, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so we're really, yeah, back in our, really, our way into it, this. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I would say I'm going on the for, like forgive yeah. me tour because I was yeah. totally wrong about this one. Absolutely, but I do think that like I'll give all four guys credit for like realizing what the crowd wanted and then playing into it. Yeah, so and I well. think they were at an uphill battle, knowing there was no build to this match, and which I complained about because yeah. I was like, this is a world tag title match here, no build. Didn't feel like I had the acclaimed at any chance winning this, even coming close. Yeah. And six minutes in, I go, I really hope the acclaimed wins this match yeah. right now. And like, you know so this, I mean? this match went 22 minutes. Probably this like great. the 18 minute mark. Yeah. I think the acclaimed hit like this finisher. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee was out of the right. Yeah. I was like, dog, they're going to win. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. there's no way yeah, right. that like right. 30 minutes ago, I had the acclaimed here's, any outside shot. Now, I don't want to be Debbie down here, but here's the issue now. They're going to do the rematch, right? It's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as good. No. Because you but can't gonna... recreate that organic sense of, let's get behind these guys. Like, yeah. let's get behind these guys and let's give them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's No, like, it's not going to be as good, but no. I think the moment when they win because they're in their home state, yeah. I think like the applaud they, and yeah. everything will be I bigger. hope they do win, and then I hope they, they hold it for a very short amount of time and they give it right to FTR. Yeah, that's fine. That's kind of where I'm at with FTR it. Yeah. or anyone yeah. that can like have a great match with FTR. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter to me as long as it goes to FTR in the next before yeah. like the years up. For the yeah, I'm part. kind of. But, but yeah. I thought this match was the one where you go, "Hey, Rob, here's your foot. Put it in your mouth." Yeah, literally. Like yeah. I, I, I usually don't feel like that very yeah. much. This one, I was like, "Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, 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 were, we, were, wrong. we were wrong. We were wrong. We were wrong. 
Okay. Yep. I'm cool with Fair that. Fair enough. I'm okay being wrong. If Super it, big pop the next yeah. night, though, on Dynamite, yeah. too. Like it, I'm totally pop. cool being wrong yeah. if it means we got a bad match into a like a five-star Star classic. Product, yeah. Like I'm totally cool being wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I hate being wrong when I think a match is going to be awesome and it's like two stars. Yeah. yeah we've, so, had, we've had that. We've Not had that. Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, just a few times. Yeah, it's fine. Um, all right. So we had the interim four-way women's match right after this, which I felt... So bad for oh all my four God. of them. Worst I was like, th- this is where you should have switched the Chris and Cage one and bumped it up a slot. Yeah. Because like that, you know, whatever. Yeah. I was like, these this women was... were like, we're gonna try to have anyone cheer for us, but no one's gonna say a word after that. And the that sad match. part is, you had four women in there, all very capable, like very like top women in the world yeah. in 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 a lot of circles, you know. No heat, nothing, nothing, nothing to it. And I think once again, I think that interim tag affects it a little bit because you're like okay yeah you're the champion but are you you're not yeah, really the like champion you have to, and, and, and you, you know, know i will mean? say for the ufc it feels yeah. the same way when they yeah. do their interims where Absolutely. it's like it's like okay like uh dustin Poirier wins the interim yeah. lightweight championship but now you gotta go fight khabib and it's like, right. like okay well okay well yeah. khabib's i guess 26 and 0 like we have i haven't beaten the or, actual guy at yet least just like all right well talk to me i guess when she's back like when yeah. talk to me when thunder rose is back and then we have the, and then i'll and then i'll be interested again right now yeah. it's like so you're just holding it yeah you're until, just like the placeholder right now yeah so cool tony storm winning had no issue with it i did like i said the you needed something to breathe here and this was not it. No. Like you, you, you set them up for failure. This is a perfect time for Ricky Starks powerhouse. This is a perfect time for Christian Jungle Boy. Yeah. Perfect time I, for I, Jay Cargill. Even I kind of wonder if like Tony Khan looked at that match and thought this the tag match yeah. and thought the same thing we thought. Where I was like, it's not going to be like that great of a match, but it's just a tag title match. And then he yeah. was like, man, I, I really messed up the card order with this one. But uh, Tony Storm wins the interim tag mm-hmm. or win a women's tag, which I think is which I think is right. Yeah, I, no, think I was totally definitely the right move. Yeah, I didn't have any. Uh, issue went about it. fourteen. Britt doesn't minutes. need it right now. Jamie Hayter was only there to take the fall. Um, Hikaru Shida is just kind of there for me right now. I think yeah. great in ring work, but like mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things where like yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, you kind of need to be able to speak the same language. Yeah, yeah. So Tony Storm wins. Good for her. She'll yep. hold the title for a hot minute here. Oh, yeah. Next up, we had Christian Cage defeating. Jack Perry forgot Jungle this Boy. match was on the card watching it, and yep. I was like, "Okay, so this is." The, I was like, "Wow, they got the man, they got the women co-maining here. Yeah, like, good for them." And you then forgot, like four matches. I know, on I the did, show. I legitimately did, and I was like, "I was like, Rob, we got three more matches to go through." I know, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, forgot this match is on here," and then I forgot about the not, the six man with Darby in there too. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I just didn't know what the hell this card was." Clearly, yeah. But let's, keep uh, but yeah, so Christian comes out in like a brace and yeah. like everything, and I was like, "There's no way he's gonna wrestle." Turns out he's not no, because he's not. Jungle boy starts to walk out it's like the greatest baby face pop ever with all the pyro and everything yep. and, and then luchasaurus then heel him. turns again yep. he seems like just like the big show at this point where he's just like i don't know where i want to be so mm-hmm. we're just gonna do whatever they sell me to i do. prefer it this way i yeah. much prefer him this way because i think the next thing they need to do i think they need to take the mask off yeah. i think they need to let him be a guy yeah and like allow christian to be his mouth because he can't talk so allow allow him to do his thing let's let's re-image it a little bit mm-hmm. i don't know if they will because they got a lot of marketing involved at this point but like from my perspective i would prefer for them to take the mask off even you do like a face paint gimmick or something like that yeah something to humanize him just a little bit right because it's fun when you're luchasaurus the good guy right because mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah we're having a great time blah, blah blah everybody loves us but now you're taking a very serious tone and you can't be a dinosaur and be a badass it's like you know what i mean that, yeah. that's a very tough sell in 2022 yes. so like allowing christian to add your credibility and then luchasaurus who's a 
big athletic freak, I think is now is a perfect time to establish him and go, hey, maybe we could do something here, mm-hmm. you know, and use Christian as the manager mouthpiece. Every once in a while maybe works in, but, like, overall allow him to kind of shine here. Yeah. And I thought the, the best part about this whole thing was, so, like, Christian's going out to get, like, surgery on his yeah. shoulder or whatever it mm-hmm. was. And on Dynamite or Rampage or whatever, uh, Jungle Boy comes out and goes, yeah, 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 go get your surgery. I'll be here when you come back. And I was like. So so Jungle Boy's off TV for a while now? Yeah, I'm like, are you off TV? Do you just not care? Like, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with Jungle Boy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll feud with Luchasaurus probably like two, three months yeah. or something. And I think and that's then... a perfect thing for them here. And I think Luchasaurus should go over because yeah. be, because of what I just said before. I think, you, I, I think Jungle Boy at the end of the feud goes over, right? But I think. It needs to be a climb, right? It yeah. needs to be that mountain where it's like, oh, we beat him, right? And then that's where, you know, there's yeah. a lot of ways you can go there. Yep. All right, next up, not even the co-main event yet, Rob, because we had more matches to go. Yeah. Uh, I think Okay, so this is a match going in, I think, disappointed me the most. Yeah. Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. Definitely thought this match would be different, Yeah. maybe. I don't uh, or know. maybe I just had higher expectations for these two, like, wrestling together. Maybe, you know what the main problem maybe was? <laughs> is I watched Chris Jericho and John Moxley two weeks ago. And that was awesome. And that was awesome. Yeah. And I went, all right, so Jericho and Brian yeah. should be, like, close to that level yeah. of awesome. Or even better. Yeah. And I did not feel that they were on that level. Well, even I, though this match got four stars. I think the issue is twofold. And went number 20. One, I think it went a little long. Yeah, number one, did feel like it went a little long. Two, there's no stakes. Yeah. There was no real stakes here. No. I know it was like, well, Daniel Garcia's Daniel Garcia watching. Did, but- but, like, there's no real stakes there, right? Yeah. Where you made it in that Moxley match, it felt like Jericho could have a legitimate chance to win the title, right? Because mm-hmm. you didn't know what was going on with Punk. So you're like, okay, now now you've got me. Here, it was just like, hey, we're going to put Jericho and Brian together because we need something else to kind of fill this void. You know what I mean? Um, thought it was thought it was, thought it it was was good. Jericho's an ageless wonder, quite frankly. Um, we're going to talk about him here in a minute. But... Um, was a little bit surprised that he beat Brian, quite frankly, mm-hmm. um, which is going to go into another theory of mine a little bit later on, because uh, Brian hasn't won diddly shit since coming here. Um, but will oh, he we'll, just lose out and then win the world title? Well, yeah, we will find well, out. Don't ruin it, Mike. Oh, is that what you're going to say? Yes, we're teasing. Oh, come on. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I thought this match was good. I love Jericho, though. Jericho was able to do something that very few guys are, where he's able to repackage himself within a package. Yeah. He's a wizard, but he's also now the Lionheart. And now he's this, and now he's that. Like, yeah. everything he wants to Yeah, it's to just do. funny. He just, like, it's like, all right, what gimmick do you want to bring? It's like uh, yeah. Undertaker in the Boneyard, where it was just yeah. like, we're just going to bring out all his gimmicks. Like, yeah. it was like. Now he's the pain maker. Now he's this. And I go, I can dig that. It's, yeah. it's a good way, depending on the severity of the feud. Right, like okay, I'm gonna bring out the pain maker for this guy, for for Moxley or for whoever, because I gotta I gotta go to that level, yeah. right? Okay, now I gotta be the Lionheart where I was young. I was a technical guy, right? Like yeah. I was the you know when I was in Mexico, and I gotta be more technical because I'm gonna be the best pro wrestler and best sports and all that stuff. Jericho is just like a nonstop flow of good ideas, and everything he does, he's like, no, no, no this is all of me now, and it's just it's great. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He's really good. I wish right. he'd stop trying to get in a fight with Triple H though, because it's not—he's not gonna win that. But like overall, like just just be good. You're good. You're awesome. You're Chris fucking Jericho, dude. Like you don't—you don't need it. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? All right, the co-main event and our third of three six-man tag this we had today. Totally forgot. I was okay. Now this is where I got okay. There's that match. Okay, so oh Jericho Bryan are, are semi-maining. That's kind of neat. And then I was like, oh damn it. Like, <laughs> uh, we had Darby Allen, Miro, and Sting defeating the House of Black. 
specifically pinning Malachi Black. That man has never been more out of AEW in his life. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. He is by far gone, um, which is unfortunate, but, you know. It's a really missed opportunity with really Black. Really like, a really big missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, this match sucked. This I, match, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy this match at all. I, yeah, I, I, Sting doesn't need to wrestle every pay-per-view. People know that, right? No. Like, he doesn't no, need to Bob do, like, to wrestle I love Sting. I do. But you mean to tell me right now he, this was the best he's, use? He's the attraction match. He's, like, he's... <sighs> okay. He's okay. every, he's what I think about when like they bring Goldberg back, and I go, is he really that attraction? Like I don't think Sting's like. I'm waiting for Sting to win the world title at this point. Yeah, might as well. God bless it. He'd be I the just... oldest world champion ever, oh, like literally God. ever. I feel like. I'm so over it. Yeah, it's fine. It, whatever. Next. All right. Well, I, I don't. I don't have anything good to say about this match. You, you going in, you're like, okay, so you're killing House of Black. Yeah. They lose in the first round of the tournament, six man. So there's that. You then beat him clean here. Pin the leader, Malachi. A year ago, was facing Cody Rhodes and beating the shit out of him, and now where he, I just, meh. Yep. whatever, whatever. All right, main event time. AEW, we do know it's the AEW World Title is main eventing here. Holy crap, we do. All yeah, right, we we, we found that five days ago yeah. from from when the show happened. So um, CM Punk, John Moxley, AEW World Title match in a wrestle, just a regular wrestling match. No. We we definitely thought they were gonna be like extreme roles or something. Yeah, some no. sort of stake. Yeah, some stake. No, no, it's just a world title match. Yep. Um, but he's in Chicago. But it's so in now, Chicago. So now, he's so now yeah. yeah, he is unstoppable. Even though MGF beat him in Chicago, he is unstoppable yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Which is funny is like, his, his one of his only two losses is in Chicago, which I think yeah. is funny. But you know, he's in Chicago. It's unbeatable. It in also Chicago. means that they are in Chicago way too much. Eight pay-per-views later, here we are, still in Chicago. Yeah, uh, bless yep. it. Punk wins with the uh, GTS Yeah, a few sure. times. Uh, it was a fine match. Punk hurts his tricep, tricep or elbow or something yeah, on, yeah. A, on a dive outside yeah. the ring. And, like, the first three – the funny thing is – he like he's like playing with his elbow or or arm mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, damn, he's he's hurt, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a goner, is he? Did you feel like there was any heat for this match? Not really. I didn't feel like I just I, like I just felt like going in. I was like, so that wasn't the heat that I think they thought was going to right, be there. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I just I was like, man, do we really think that paying off having and I I honestly think this was a scenario of, well, I you're going to need to put me over before I put you over. Like Moxley needs to beat, I need to beat Punk so that when I lose the pay-per-view clean, I feel like I still have my win. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like to yeah. me. I, I don't know if that's the case, but this is what it felt like. Maybe be, now looking back on it, this pay-per-view is going to be completely forgotten, by the way, um, due to all the backstage yeah, shenanigans. We'll get yeah, but like, so I don't know if me now, if us talking about it now a week later, knowing what we know, like it feels even more less than uh-huh. because of what we're about to talk about here in a second. Because it's kind of like, okay, great. It could have been the greatest match ever, uh-huh. but it, it's kind of like a moot point. You know yeah. what I mean? So I will I say know. I do think it's. I thought it was good. I do think it's probably their best main event they've ever had in an all-out show. Because you gotta think like Jericho and Hangman was okay. Yeah, yeah. MJF Moxley was okay. That was not. Good. And Kenny Omega and Christian was 
Oh my god, that's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. So like, this is probably your best main event you've ever had, yeah. but that's like saying something when like a four star match is probably your best main event you've ever had. Yeah, that's um, but yeah, so I think so I think the coolest part is I think this is the part of the show that like signified to me that all out's like their big event every year. Yeah. Is last year you had the Adam right. Cole the Brian, Brian Anderson yep. thing. Mm-hmm. This year they had the cool like the voicemail left by that Tony was really Khan, cool. which that was, was really good. cool, which was like, hey, like. You're not returning my calls. Right. What What can I do? I'll double your salary. I'll blah blah blah. I'll right. I'll put you in the world. Whatever you want. Just please come back. Right. And he like reveals the phone call. Yeah. And then he takes the mask off, and it's MGF, which mm-hmm. we talked about in the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um. So MGF, you would think, <laughs> would be going for CM Punk at yeah. full gear. Like that was going to be the big match there. Yeah. But then about twenty minutes minus later. Yeah. thirty minutes later, we have a nice little medium scrum. And the the events of this scrum is to Wild. me the wildest thing I've ever heard. So uh, Punk walks out there. He's yep. the first. He's the first one out with Tony Khan, I believe, at the yes, scrum. I believe so too. And he sits down and he just starts going off on all while the reporters. eating pastries. By the while way, eating he's eating these, like a, he's eating a muffin. Dude, if that pastry place that yeah. he he credited for Chicago yeah. is it like booming business? Yeah. I, I, everyone on Earth has seen this video, yeah. but he just starts going off about. Reporters Everybody. not knowing what they're talking about, the yeah. Colt Cabana, not liking Colt Cabana, hating the Bucks and the Elite, hating these people, hating doesn't Hangman, like Hangman, doesn't like this, doesn't like this oh, hates this guy, God. hates this person, blah, 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 blah. You need to watch it. It's, it's really funny because at first you just kind of think he's joking. Like for, like a, for a few Dude, seconds, you're like... Tony Khan's face it's just the like, entire shut time. Shut up, please. He's like, like he's smiling, but he doesn't know how to react. Yeah. And I go... This is the worst thing that could be happening to you right now. Yeah. This is the worst. Because as soon as he started going in, the pay-per-view is moot. It could have been the greatest pay-per-view ever. No one cares. Yep. Nobody cares. Because you're not leaving this show talking about Punk is the world champion again. You're not yeah. talking about how, dude, we got stars in the acclaim. Nope. Now we're just talking about Punk and his shit. Yep. So he starts going. I mean, he's at, he literally gets to the point where he's like, yeah, Alvarez, how do you feel about that? Meltzer, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you don't like my five-star yep. you know, How do you feel about matches? wrestling MJF? Well, you keep making me wrestle idiots. And yeah. I was like, what is going yep. on? So, yeah, so he starts going off. So, basically what happens, so he leaves the scrum, Tony goes Khan to the back. Tony Khan is sitting there, like, in disbelief. Yep. I, I heard reports that, like, Chris Jericho wasn't even supposed to be at the scrum. No, no, the Bucks were. Yeah, it was supposed the, to be the Bucks. supposed to be the elite. But Chris yeah. Jericho walks out, and Tony Khan's like, what are you doing? Well, because... So yeah. then, uh, they go to the back... And from I, so this is from Brian Alvarez who was yeah. at the scrum, and in his report like the night after was during the Jericho segment, they saw like three officers. Yeah, you can see just, there's a different angle online you can see where there's a couple security guards running. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah. I I didn't see that. Yeah. I just saw Alvarez yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But they see these security guards just bolting out. Yeah. And basically, it turns out that the Bucks and Kenny went to confront CM Punk and yeah. marched uh, in his locker room. Marched yeah. in his locker room with uh, the the one the one producer guy Ace, or whatever. Well, Ace yeah. Steel. Yeah. Ace um, Steel was in Punk's locker room yeah, already. Yeah. yeah. So the five of them and like Michael Nakazawa, I think, was in there, and Brandon Cutler were there. Christopher Daniels was there. Yeah. Christopher. I don't Daniels understand why they got suspended because I thought they were just trying to break up the fight. Yeah. And I, was like, and well, and I think it was really probably there. more of a sense where like the Bucks, Kenny, yeah. and Punk were there, and like Christopher Daniels probably ran in well, after. Christopher Daniels is like lead of like. Uh, whatchamacallit he's the like talent something yeah he's talent. the head of talent relations yeah, for yeah, yeah so it's like i don't even think he should get suspended for that like no. he's just trying to but yeah it so anyway, anyway. but the point is 
presumably, from my understanding, Punk throws the first punch is what I've been seeing. Yeah. Could be wrong. We don't really know who started what. But basically, Matt Jackson gets punched in the face. It gets like a black eye. Yeah. Kenny gets bitten by Mark Steele at Ace one Steel. point. Yeah, Ace Steele at Ace one Steel. point. There's a chair thrown. Chair thrown at Nick Jackson. Yeah. And basically all brawls happening in this locker room where security guards have to come and break it up. Tony Khan has no idea any this of this is, is happening. Chris Jericho whispers in his ear, hey, shit's going down right now while he's leaving the scrum, while Jericho's leaving the scrum. And then Tony Khan has to sit for 20 more minutes to answer questions while they're his top five guys are in the back locker room just beating each other up, for real. So, oh God. So we find out on Wednesday, because no one knew what was going to happen, yeah. both the CM Punk and the Elite get yep. stripped of their titles. Yep. We soon find out, literally five minutes later, the Death Triangle yep. winning, beating the, uh, who would they beat? Best friends. They, yeah, they beat the best friends. Yeah, so they beat the best friends. So they are the new, Six the second trio of yep. champions. Yep. And we have a big world tournament, tournament kind of thing that's going to end at Grand Slam to find out the world champion. Right. So the tournament as it was stand was Hangman versus Brian. Winner faces Jericho in the yep. in the semifinals. And we had Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. Yep. Winner which, takes on Moxley, which right. Moxley's just going to get to the final. Yeah. So my easiest track ever for Moxley, by the way. Yeah. Like, my presumption is we're gonna get Brian and Moxley. That's what I'm hoping for. And I'm hoping at that Brian point, wins. I, I think Brian. I think I hope Brian wins. Yeah. I've also seen the early reports that, that they want to do MGF and Moxley for yeah. full gear. Yeah. Which I wouldn't hate, but also I think Brian. Here's what I don't understand: Why even crown a new champion? Why Why not just go? Winner of the tournament faces MJF for the title. Yeah, you could do that because because and here's why I say this. I think the only pro- so in, in a hypothetical sense, yeah, where they want this match at full gear between MJF. Yeah, I think that's too long to not have a world champion. No, listen, I I I understand that from that perspective, but I guess my mind is because that's okay. like middle of November. You're going yeah, two no, and a half months no, without I, a world no, champion. No, I get it. I understand. So I think but that's the only I think mind. I think the reason why I think I still prefer that is simply for this reason. I'm assuming the point is MJF's going to win the title at full gear. I assume. I can't my, imagine it's not too. going to be, right? Yeah. So why not have this massive build where, okay, Brian, or I mean, like, okay, so you've got Brian or Moxley, whoever, okay? That way you don't have to give them the title again. Like, if they go with Moxley again, how is Moxley, who delivered a phenomenal promo on Wednesday, but he just lost to Punk clean. Mm-hmm. So now you've got to go and, okay, now he just beat Brian. So now Brian has yet again. Or he beat Jericho. So now both of those guys he's beaten multiple times. Now you're going to go in and go, okay, now he's going to face MJF. It just feels like I'm holding the title mm-hmm. to give to MJF. Yeah. Rather than this is a big match. If Moxie does win, he goes, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're getting paid, all this stuff. Like, I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy. This company relies on me to get things done. Not that dude, not anybody else, whatever the case is. And then I just feel like you could really build it where it's like, who the hell is going to be the world champion? Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's going to be tough because you've already set it up. It's going to be MJF more than likely. But like at the same time, I just feel like this championship run, while you're going to pop a number and you're going to be like, okay, cool. Yeah, this guy's world champion. Hooray. At that same note, you go just to give it to MJF. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like if you don't have a champion crowned, there's at least a little bit where you can go, well, maybe they don't give it to him here. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we we 
we have to make MJF work for something. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. I agree with you that like not having a world champion for a month and a half would suck, but WWE's done it. You know, Brock's been gone for a while. Why not elevate Wardlow to those main events temporarily? Why not have some of this? I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of like a rush deal, and it's just not. I don't know. What a disaster, though. Seriously. Yeah, this, what a total shit joke. Do you think yeah. Punk comes back? Yeah, I, I think he'll come back. You do? I think, yeah, I think, I mean. Because there's he, an independent investigation happening right yeah, now. Yeah, so, so he, yeah, so he's out, like. Oh, yeah, he's going to be out for Nine while, months, anyway, right. with his with his injury, anyway. There's also reports that the Bucks have already sent feelers to WWE to yeah. have contract talks once they're done next year, or in 2024. Yeah. It's like, what is happening? Like, there was thoughts that the Bucks were going to walk, mm-hmm. that Kenny was going to walk, which WWE is like, yes, yeah, good, good. Yeah. But, like, like here's the thing. Uh, th- this is this this could be the catalyst of, like, the end of AEW, like, legitimately. Yeah, seriously. Be- and here's the thing. And I don't know how you feel about this. I don't know Tony Khan. Never met the guy. He seems like a very impassionate person, and I love the fact that he is so enthusiastic about something we all love. But does it kind of feel like he was like, I w- can't wait to make CM Punk, the world champion of my company. Yeah. And it's, and he's burning every other bridge yeah. to make sure that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it very much feels like everyone else is like, dude, why? This guy's an asshole. No, it's so, it, it's totally like the feeling of like, he's my favorite wrestler, my favorite and wrestler I can't ever. wait to put him over. Yeah. Like, if I was starting a company, Bret Hart's my world champion immediately. And you're yeah. like, he's 60. I don't care. You know yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and that's exactly how it like feels. Yes. It's like, and I go, you can't book like this. Yeah. Or it's like for me, I'd be like, oh, well, I was pretty definitely world, yeah, champion. world it's champion. It's like, it's like, but do, like, do you want him to be world champion? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, really? Well, he, yeah. Like he's being, I don't care. He's world. Yeah. It's, I just feel like he's alienating so many other people to get this moment or to get this run out of punk that I don't think he's able to deliver anymore. Cause he keeps getting hurt. Yeah. Like I, I've never seen this struck of luck so bad like this, yeah. where he's like, whoa, I just, this is such a shit show of epic proportions where you're overshadowing, and there's this big cloud now hanging over the entire company. Mm-hmm. And you've got guys like Jericho and Brian who are trying, and Moxley, who was supposed to be going on vacation. You've got to pull him back now. You're having Moxley try to deliver. And I thought it was, if you're talking from a chess perspective, it was the perfect move by AEW. Have your biggest baby face go out there. And deliver an impassioned promo, mm-hmm. and be like, "Listen," and acknowledging, but not really acknowledging what's going on, right? And saying, "We're gonna get it fixed. We're gonna get it right." You know, yeah. like if that means I gotta take it, I'll take it. Like this is what it means to me. Don't let him in this drama that has happened because it's unprofessional on all parts. Oh yeah, Punk, the Elite, Kenny, everybody. Don't let that incident, don't let that bullshit cloud what we're trying to do here, Mm -hmm. right? And really try to get it home or like, listen, I'm still here. Brian is here. Jericho is here. Darby, here. Guevara, here. Even MJF, he is back. Like, we've got young talent here that is awesome, that needs to be, you know. Everything that Punk should have been doing this entire time is now falling to Moxley. And now you're like, it, it looks dumb to give him the world title back, number one. And now you've got to makeshift this tournament, and you have to now blow up whatever plans you have. Heyman's got to lose now. Yeah. It, like, this is, that's the one thing. So, uh, like, 
So everyone always like gives crap to Tony, but like I feel like Tony, to really no like detriment of his own, yeah. just like gets like stabbed over and over again, and he has to like keep yeah. coming back yeah. and like fixing things. And like I, I can't like I get like w, the WWE structure is yeah. way more like oh, yeah. solidified. Yeah, so like this this stuff doesn't happen much mm-hmm. at all in WWE. So like Triple H can long term book for a year basically, oh, yeah. and as long as no injuries happen, he's good because no one's gonna kill each other or whatever. Yeah. But like Tony Khan's like. I tried a long-term book, and then Punk gets hurt or goes beats people up. Kenny doesn't I, want, and it's like all this stuff starts happening. And it's yeah. like now I gotta he change reminds stuff. Me, every Tony day. reminds me of an old basketball coach I used to work for um, when I was coaching varsity basketball, where he tried to be the best friend to all the players. Yeah, and it didn't work. They mm-hmm. ran over him. Yeah, right. Where you there needs to be a little bit of a separation. Like mm-hmm. we can be cordial, we can even be friends. Yeah, but like we don't gotta be buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Where I feel like Tony's like, I am living my dream. You're living every wrestling fan's dream. Yeah. I have my own company that I am booking, and I have the best talent in the world. Yeah. Right? And they're my friends. I I am, I am enjoy, right, working with them. Rather than, yeah, but you're their boss. Yeah. You There has to be a little bit of separation there, at least while you're there. Because it feels like Punk is taking advantage. Oh, of the fa- like, 100%. You, you mean to tell me right now Vince McMahon's standing there? And somebody go uh, of Drew McIntyre going, well, you're booking me with all these morons, mm-hmm. all these babies. It would have never happened. Yeah. Not now, not in the past, not ever. No one's going to go to Triple H and Roman Reigns is going to go, you're booking me with a whole bunch of idiots. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen. No. Nah. It very much feels like Tony is trying to be everyone's friend mm-hmm. and trying to keep everything copacetic. And we're starting to see more and more people go, this sucks. Malachi Black wants out. Like, you're starting to see more people like, uh, Cody's already left yeah. under weird circumstances. Now you've got this one guy who is single-handedly destroying your locker room morale and now making you look like a jackass in front of everybody uh-huh. while you have to sit there because you're trying to be professional because this guy that you're pinning your hopes on to lead you mm-hmm. and just shitting down your throat. Yeah. Now, I will say... If, so I feel really bad for Tony, but at the same time, he's going to have to make some decisions. Yeah, if you if you could get an agreement from, like, the Bucks, Kenny, and a whole bunch of people yeah. that getting Punk out would keep everyone and make morale happy, I definitely think you'd get rid of Punk out. I, I don't understand why Punk is so unhappy. I don't get it. I don't he's it. been pushed to the moon. Yeah. He was, he was world champion. He broke his foot on his own. Mm-hmm. They kept the title on him. He then goes over here, still upset. Yeah. And then and it's like what he and now he tours tricep. You know you know what's crazy is he if you want if you want a real sports yeah. comparison he is the Kevin Durant of yes. wrestling where like anyone on Twitter could say like one thing yeah and he just blows it up out of proportion yeah and I just and it's just like it's like he like he's so like thin skinned on everything. Well, I, I don't understand like the Bucks get rumors about them all the time. Yeah. And they make fun of it on their Twitter because yeah. they have no idea. They do the elites thing, yeah. and they literally poke fun I just at all the stuff. Understand Punk, it's like you suck at wrestling. He's like, I suck at wrestling. Have you ever stepped yeah, into wrestling? Going, it's like, going hard on Colt Cabana, who's not even on television anymore. Yeah, like for what? Yeah, what is this like? It just and then like in the in his speech, he's like, yeah, I don't care about Colt Cabana. I don't care where he works. I don't care what he does. I'm like, yeah. the, why are you bringing it no, up? Right. I just it just there's so many problems, and it it very much feels like he needs to make a decision. Yeah. It feels like he needs to let – he's like, he clearly Punk's not happy. Yeah. He's like, I want to make money. I want to do all these things. They go, well, you're not. Yeah. You're not doing any of these things. You're destroying everything that they're trying to give you. I just – it seems like he's never going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I am a CM Punk guy. I love CM Punk. I think he's a great wrestler. Not as much as he used to be. But he's still a very in- in- entertaining performer. But, dude, if you're a business owner 
what are you getting out of Punk right now? Mm-hmm. He's been here two years. He's been hurt a year of what? Yeah. It's just not – you're not getting the payoff. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, let's shift focus there a little bit. What kind of stick? That was a fun time. Good Lord. What a what an absolute disaster. Um, all right, let's shift focus, though. Let's talk uh, – let's talk Michigan football. Um, J.J. McCarthy, the golden boy, the second son, all – Good things coming out of Hawaii. I, I saw I was picking up my uncle from the airport, so I didn't get to see the first quarter live, but uh clearly a banger. Um first pass out of the gate, sixty yard bomb, touchdown, and you're like, Well, that's pretty much seals it right there. Um thoughts on Mr. JJ becoming the official starter for Michigan football. John Harbaugh came out, or Jim Harbaugh, sorry, not John Harbaugh, maybe not NFL, came out, said, Yep, he's starting against UConn based on merit. Basically had a perfect game. Really couldn't have done anything wrong. Ronnie Bell dropped the only pass. It was an incompletion. Um, I saw two throws in that game. The one where he had the read out, where the read, and he throws a bullet to Ronnie Bell on a slant pass for a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. I almost went everywhere. I was like, oh my god, yeah. that was awesome. His, and then his... the rollout, the step up in the pocket to the uh, to the side of the end zone yeah. on the sideline. I went those two throws right there. That's why. That that was that, the, was, that was the one that took me yeah. over the case. Yeah. Is uh him stepping up rolling left, yep. throwing yep. on across the left his side, body, cross body yep. to like the corner of the end to zone a with a guy there. Um, I just like the the slant too because it was like he was like it was, it felt very Stafford esque yeah. where he was like be ready. This is coming in. If you don't catch it, it's going to be in your face mask. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. Like, oh and I, I think, I think JJ at this point just brings you the upside. Just there. The upside just, is so there. there. It's like, it's you're, not you, you close. see it. Like it's just, he can, he can move yeah. there. Like when you watch, uh, if, if anyone watched the, uh, Texas, uh, Alabama game yeah. late in the game, uh, Texas sent this crazy, like eight man rush. Yeah. And the only way Bryce Young got out of it was, running a, like stepping up and running out of it basically Kate McNamara would sit there and just up oh, done well, I'll give you the perfect example he got sacked twice through a pick yep you can't do that sorry you're if you're in a court if, if this battle was even close it wasn't not really if, if it was you can't do that sorry you can't not against Hawaii yeah this is not a thing um, I don't care if it's 42 nothing already can't do it yeah so it yeah it was it was tough for all around JJ McCarthy just looked <laughs> out of his mind uh, his only real bad plays came against like the fumble against Michigan State last year. Yeah, and, and I don't was... think he was ready last year. And I don't I think really he was. Don't. No. I don't think he was ready. And I know some people like to go back to the Georgia game and go, but the Georgia game was over at that point. Yeah. By the time they made, if they were going to do anything, they should have pulled them in half and then put them in. Yeah. But the game was over. Yeah. You were getting killed. Couldn't run the ball. Couldn't stop him. It was over. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think JJ's the. He's a sophomore. Yes. JJ's a sophomore. You have two years of this. You do at two, minimum. At minimum, you right. You, possible three years of this. No, I, um, if, he, if he plays. I if he's playing like this, he's, he's going to be gone as a junior. He's going to be a Detroit Lion. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> but he's uh, yeah he's he's just he's got like the arm talent. He can throw literally any throw you need. He's fast. Um, he just brings – so the one thing I like about him the most is instead of bringing him in for his read options mm-hmm. and everyone going, oh, it's a read option because J.J.'s in there, now as the starting quarterback, you have – every single run is a read option now, yes. basically. Right. And so you have that in your arsenal. You have the ability to do rollouts, and he can run for 10 yards if he needs to, or he just uh, goes he dart just, anywhere. He can just step into it and throw it a million miles an hour. That, his arm, like his his velocity behind his throws yeah. is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes, he he throws the ball with like just yeah. Straight he just in like it. it's gonna go in this window. Yeah. So yeah, JJ I think gives you so much upside to I think like 
how this all, now it is Hawaii, so like let's let's paint her down slightly. Yeah, for sure. But also, there's not another Big Ten team outside Ohio State that's like terrifying either at this point. Uh, but I think if you go into that Ohio State game with JJ McCarthy, if he's not making mistakes, throwing interceptions, or fumbling, Michigan State's going to be the test. Michigan State Michigan will be the State's test. going to yeah. be the test because yeah. I think they're going to beat Iowa. They're going to beat Connecticut. They're going to beat some of these other teams. Yeah, Maryland and all those. Michigan State's the test. Yeah. Michigan State's test. If he goes out there, plays well against Michigan State, win or lose, yeah. but if he plays well, yeah. I think you go, okay, he's the guy, right? Because if he struggles and you have to, for whatever reason, pull, put Cade back in, which is worst-case scenario, yeah. you, we're in a bit, a bit of trouble. Let me ask you this, though. Did you watch any of the Michigan State game yesterday? No. Okay. I was driving to okay. Ann Arbor. Okay. Peyton Thorne threw two picks in that game. Yeah, he did. No touchdowns. No touchdowns. The backup came in because he got hurt and threw a touchdown pass. But is Peyton Thorne the guy from Michigan State? Because he has looked awful in two games well, against bad teams. Akron should have been in that game. Akron turned the ball over three times in Michigan State territory Yeah. yesterday. Uh, is he the guy? I, probably not. He is not good. The, he is not good. Do, they, do you look. like the other options they have? Not really. I don't. I don't. Yeah, like the Kim is their backup. Yeah. They like him a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. He clearly wasn't good enough to beat Thorne out for the job. But I just, I'm looking at them and I go, man, he just his passes are behind. Mm-hmm. He's late on throws, and he makes bad I, decisions. I just think, like there's not like a secondary guy that's really pushing the yeah. limit. Like, it's not like you have the, the KJJ yeah. thing where you have this super high star potential guy behind Peyton oh, Thorne. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's just kind of Peyton Thorne. I feel and like then... I just want to give the other guy a chance in their next game because, like, I maybe. don't know how Spartan fans are feeling. Let me know because maybe I'm seeing this wrong. I can't imagine you're happy with the way Peyton Thorne no, has played through two games. No, One touchdown, I, mean, I think five The nice thing about like them is they get their first – test game against yeah. Washington because they go to Washington next right, week. Right, that's so, going to be a big one. So it's going to be a tougher game. Yeah. I mean, Washington's not like amazing. It's crazy good team, right. but they're better than Akron Akron or and Western Michigan. Yeah, yeah. so they're a power so, five team so yeah. in the back like, I so. just look and I just go, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Not not anything. Yeah, Washington is also 2-0 also this yeah. year. So. Are they ranked right now or no? No. No? Okay. Not as, I mean, I guess yeah, they, yeah. they, they only be... beat uh, – Kent State and Portland State. Okay, so, so they're that's not, not that's not really anything not. big either. Yeah. Um, just wanted to get that out there because I, I think it's something to monitor because I, Mel Tucker does not seem like the guy where he's just going to be like, no, we're going to let him work through it. I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think no. he's like, no, you're playing terrible. Get him out of here. And if you're Michigan State and you're a fan base of them and if you are Mel Tucker, guess what? You don't have the luxury to wait. You're getting paid $10 million a year. I'm sorry. That right, that contract makes me. If if I am a fan of Michigan State, that goes. If I'm paying this much money for a coach, guess what? I need to be competing for Big Ten championships. I need to be competing to get to the Final Four. That is the expectation. No more of this. We're just happy to beat Michigan. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. You need to start competing. So that that's the reality of it. Um, all right. Let's talk Lions here. Uh, we're not going to obviously talk their opening game against Eagles because we don't know what happened, all that good stuff. Plus, we don't do game by game. We don't We don't need to do that. That's yeah. a bit aggressive. But let's talk Hard Knocks, though. Hard Knocks wrapped up this week, saw all the cuts and all that good stuff, which was awkward. As ha- yeah. I feel awkward just – it feels like you're It feels like you're at the, at the area, end of the table off camera just being like, I shouldn't be here right now. You know what I mean? It's yeah, one of those. Um, thoughts on the season as a whole, though? Like, did, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it because simply it was our team rather than having to watch the Dallas Cowboys for the 50th time? Yeah. 
Um, thoughts on just kind of how everything was was kind of done? Because yeah. as much as I loved it, I, I, I do have some thoughts. I do have some thoughts. Uh, so I, I, I'll open it by saying I'm not the biggest hard knock guy. Yeah, neither am I. In general, yeah, neither am I. I don't think. Yeah. It's a very like I just don't think the preseason's very interesting. Right. I will say if they did the Lions like in season, yeah, what you're gonna do with hard knocks? What they're doing the Cardinals and the yeah. Colts last year? I think that's way more entertaining. I think the because Amazon like if you if you get like a six and five team, yeah, and you're watching them like well, week by week, the Colts like, last year lose to Jacksonville, yeah, and, and you get like the oh. inside of that is so awesome. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff, I think is way more interesting than preseason stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Agreed. It's like, oh, what they do against Pittsburgh in the preseason game. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. Yeah, Nothing. Right, they right. they suck. Um, so just hard knocks in general is a hard concept for me to like pull in, even if it is the Lions or yeah. like the Seahawks sure. if they get an extra or whatever. Yeah. Um That would be a good one. I'd like to see Pete Carroll on there. Yeah, Pete Carroll would be a lot of fun. That'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the season was as good as you could get yeah. with with what it is. With what it with yeah, what it's the only show a five is. Five episode season, right? So it feels like as soon as you start, you're done. Yeah. Right. It's um, an easy binge if you just like want to watch. I, the I loved season. the amount that they focused on the coaching staff, right, and the culture and that kind of stuff. Stuff yeah. that they're really trying to hammer home. Mm-hmm. I do wish they would have kind of focused a little bit more on some of the starters. Yeah, like I know it's about the training camp battle, right, and about which guys are going to make it and which yeah. ones are. I get that, and I honestly think last year would have been a really good one to do for the Lions because you didn't know because yeah. this team was so bad, yeah. so young. You you did such an overhaul, right? Um. I kind of wish though, like, like we couldn't focus a little more on Jameson Williams. Like, I know he's not playing, but yeah. like, Jameson Williams, give, give me some highlights. Or are we gonna focus on like DJ Chark, mm-hmm. right? Are we gonna focus on maybe you know Josh Reynolds or the, the offense? Like yeah, Frank Rag, I think the fu- Sewell. Like, like the like, funny part about the show was like they didn't hit on anybody of the sexy guys. No, not, no not at all. It's yeah. not So like, like someone like my dad who loves yeah. Hard Knocks, like enjoys watching the show, yeah. is gonna like watch the first game and go. Oh, where's uh? Yeah, where's Khalil? Yeah, where's, where's, Khalil where's Pimpleton? Pimpleton? Yeah. Oh, none of those guys made the team. Right. Right. Like literally, all the guys they are highlighting the mm-hmm. most of the season yeah. aren't even on the team. So it's like, oh, so all these guys I invested time in watching, yeah. are just not there. Yeah. Like the the only people I know now are the coaches, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. because they didn't highlight Hawkinson really or any of these guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just wish they would have kind of like highlighted some of the star guys yeah. and be like, well, because it made it made the lines feel like. Wow, we have to we have to do David Blau because there's no one else on right. this team. Where it's like last year they were doing CD Lamb and Dak Prescott and all these guys, and I was like, yeah. oh okay, yeah. they have stars. Yeah, can we, talk, we don't yeah. have any. Stars can we talk here. about the fact that you know we have this guy or this guy? Like I just you know I, it, it was a little bit like I get it. Yeah, but at the same time, well, because like the stars haven't played that much through the preseason, right. so it's like there's not a lot of content. Well, you mean time right now we couldn't have focused on Penesuel as a potential generational right right or left tackle depending on where he plays every day like that's a that's a big you know kind of storyline there so did feel like there was a little bit more to be desired i would love it in season i actually prefer i don't know if you've ever watched the amazon ones the all or nothing amazon i watched series. uh part of the michigan one i think yeah. they did a they did ago. one they do a really good job in season like they did a cardinals one the first time and that was way better than yeah. hard knocks they did an eagles one the year after they won the super bowl yeah. and how they like struggled all the way through like, mm-hmm. that was way 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 better yeah so else, the, my favorite nfl show they do is the america's game yeah, where they too. highlight the, yeah. the the super, super bowl winner season. and they like go through the whole season their struggle yeah. and everything yeah i think the rams one just came out this this week probably really? they just come out the day before the super bowl or the day before the yeah. opening game of the season or something so if that's out somewhere, I gotta go find it and watch it. Yeah, that's like, a good one. Those are always fun to watch. Having like yeah, the main the, three yeah. guys, like like this will probably be McVay, McVay. Stafford, 
and Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald or, Aaron Donald or something, yeah. and just hearing their thoughts through every game kind of thing and everything. Yeah. I hate it's when ex- they pull like a random offensive lineman, like the Niners ones, like Randy Cross. Like, I don't want to hear from a tackle. Yeah, like, give, me, I know. Give, give me somebody else. Yeah, give me yeah, anyone else. Basically. Joe Montana available, please. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, I, I always find that show like very entertaining yeah. when they do yeah, it. Yeah, because so. you see the training camp stuff, you see the in-game stuff, you see in the regular season, like yeah. sideline stuff. If like stuff. something crazy, like some a big cut happens in the middle of the yeah. season, like oh my god, then we lost yeah. this guy. How do we? Blah, blah, it's, yeah, for I don't sure. Know. Or they go on a four-game losing streak, and it's like oh my god. How are we gonna bounce back? Yeah, that show's always good. Lions don't do four game losing streaks, so we'll be fine. <laughs> no, they always do more than those. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, just an interesting thing. We're gonna talk about the Lions a little bit more throughout the season, right? We always kind of do quarterly check-ins because it's always hard to get a gauge one game in, two games in. Like if they start out two and zero and then they lose the next six, no one's gonna care yeah. about their two and zero. Like start, if you if so. you really want to go into it, Bill Super Bowl champs twenty twenty three. Yeah, exactly. Okay, can we talk just for five seconds? Okay. Have you ever heard a commentary team just gush as it felt like I was watching Joe Buck talk about Aaron Rodgers about, about about Josh Allen? About Josh Allen. At one point, Mike Tirico had to yell after Josh Allen threw that first pick. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't. No, it wasn't his fault. You know but the amount of vitriol that know, had to happen on that. You know what the funniest part about that is? Is Nick Wright on his show like yeah. on on Friday yeah. was like, "Is this how it was like?" Not being a Kansas City fan, listening yeah. to Mahomes because it was annoying and as hell. Broussard and whoever were yeah. like, "Yeah, this is exactly yeah, how it was." Exactly, where how like it was. every single play, he would throw a five-yard slant. Go, this is the greatest yeah. five-yard slant. This, this is a guy who knows how to look off the safety yeah. and throws a beautiful five-yard out. Yeah. And now it's fourth and two, and we're gonna punt them. Like, yeah. come on, yeah. Man. Like, like Dick Wright was like, "Is this how it was? Like, is this how unfathomable it was?" And everyone was it like, was "Yes, it was terrible." Awful. Mahomes for two years was usually terrible. Mike Tirico was like down the middle like a straight arrow kind of guy yeah. right just calls the game even him i expected it from collinsworth he's awful yeah but him mike Tirico especially god this guy is just i was like guys like i get it they're gonna be super bowl favorites yes they're beating the crap out of the rams like i understand but like come on man like we gotta we gotta pull that what happens if they lose in the first round of the playoffs are we just gonna go josh allen is this is the devil is he satan yeah. now like come on yeah uh, okay, I'm just glad it wasn't me. You know? No, no, it was a lot. Oh my god! Like was everyone bad. was talking, it was like it was like a thing. It was oh. like Josh Allen. The part is like that was probably their one of like three hardest games on their schedule when they play like the Jets. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna go 15 and two. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any doubt yeah. in my mind the Bills should be Super Bowl favorites. We we talked about this for months. We've been yeah. talking about oh Buffalo's the team to beat, no doubt. But my goodness, can we can we let them play a little bit? Mm-hmm. He still did throw two picks. Like it wasn't a flawless game by Mr. Josh Allen by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. Like let's let's pump the brakes a little bit here. He did not cure cancer, okay? He didn't do that. He thought about curing he cancer. He thought about it and he was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna go throw no, a touchdown." Apparently, past his uh, his his pre-snap read is as good as Peyton Manning. His yeah. post-snap read is as good as Tom Brady. Yeah, and he has the rushing ability of Michael Vick. Is, yeah, he, is what yeah. I've heard. He is literally Jesus on the field. That's what I'm hearing. I was like, come on, man. Like, are we going to see this every time we see Justin Herbert and Mahomes play? What are they going to do? They're like, I can't I can't compliment everybody so much. I can't, I can't do it. I, I don't know what to do. Like, come on. Just wait until you get Mahomes oh, and Josh Allen in that's the game. Like, here, this is the reason why the Lions need to be on a primetime game, where I need, like, Lions-Houston. What are you going to say about that? Yeah. Jared Goff took the Rams to a Super Bowl, damn it. Yeah, you know? he did. Like, what do you do? They won three games last year, baby. Lonnie Smith is a great defensive coordinator. No, he's not. Shut your face. No, he's not. All right. Um, let's talk quarterback rankings, though, Mike. Quarterback rankings. Um, 
you know, this is one of my favorite times of the year. You know, you do such a great job of deep diving and really kind of looking at the weapons, the coaching staff, everything that you got to put together. You know, you take the bias out of it, except for Justin Herbert, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, you do a good job, though, of kind of walking the line between, you know, because it's hard, right? We watch certain guys more than others, right? Like yeah. you watch golf and you go, God, golf is awful. And then you watch other games where you go, okay, maybe he's not as bad. Like, you know, you get wrapped into it where you see guys more often. Like you see Rodgers pick apart a crappy Chicago Bears defense. Go, he's always the greatest player ever. And then you see him play against the Niners, and you go, eh, maybe not so much. You know, um, but you do such a great job of kind of, you know, in there. So I'm really excited to see your rankings this year because I'm sure there was some movement from, you know, last year to this year, right? Yeah. With some guys up, some guys down. Yeah. Some guys may have, you know, proven everybody wrong yeah. and won a Super Bowl. You know, it is what this is. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is this is the first year yeah. that's nice where I don't think there's a single rookie quarterback starting yeah. that got drafted. That's a good call. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So yeah. everyone has had at least like some game experience, yeah, right? Which I think is actually which really is, nice. Which is nice because yes. it's hard to be like like last year. Yeah, it was well, like, Mac Jones. Where you put Mac him? Jones. Where well, you gonna put him? Where I I don't know. Thirty. Yeah, thirty. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Like yeah. I don't know. 30? Every single yeah. guy on this list has at least played something, a game, right? Or so. Exactly. So right. at least have something. Let's get into it, man. All right. Bottom five. Yep. Uh, no, I just ranked. I just don't do golf dirty like this, man. No, no, no it's okay. Um, I ranked these just one to thirty-two, so we'll just yeah, go yeah. in chunks of like five. Yeah, or yeah, so. yeah. Let's go thirty-two up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, from thirty-two, we got Zach Wilson. Oh, my boy. Unfortunately, Marcus Mariota, Ooh. Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Davis Mills. Yeah, I don't really have any issues with any of those. That's pretty solid. I mean, they're, 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 none of those guys are. Uh, Zach Wilson is the one guy where you go. Could be Zach Wilson has potential when the Jets are like a good team. Yeah. But right now he threw like he's way too six touchdowns and seventeen interceptions or something. Yeah. I just don't see any potential this year. Yeah. Basically, these rankings are how good were you last year and what's your potential yeah, what's for the this outlook? year? Yeah. What's the yeah, outlook? What's the outlook? Yeah. Mariota is not the Mariota is not going to be playing the whole year. I guarantee it. Yeah. Desmond Ritter will come in at one point. Davis Daniel Smith. Jones, who knows if he makes it? Davis Mills is like serviceable right now. Yeah. There, but they have given him no help. Yeah, there's so this next list is a lot of serviceable guys. Uh oh. So it's not good for my boy JG here, is it? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Davis Mills is 28. So 27. Okay. This is the one that's not Trey Lance. I put here because he hasn't played yet. Yeah, you don't know. But the potential is better than the and bottom here, five. And here's what I will say about this for San Francisco fans that are getting mad about this: they didn't get rid of Jimmy G. Yeah. And there's a reason. Yes. There's a. A hundred thousand percent reason. They are hoping they don't have to play him. Yeah. I'm not going to be shocked to see Jimmy G. Now start I will say there. Jimmy G. would probably be very close to his exact spot, no doubt. So but they have a because so that's they're why not I didn't confident. Move it too much. Yeah, but they're not confident yet that yeah. Trey Lance is the guy, and I think they know. They're like, well, we may have messed up here. Yes. So I put Trey Lance. He's the only guy who's not like yeah, okay that's there fair. because yeah. next year he could potentially be top fifteen or something. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't. I I haven't seen it. Plays yet. the Bears tonight, so I mean. Yeah. Good it's Lord. it's also like a hurricane over there apparently right now. So <laughs> so I would hope he's gonna throw a watch. Okay. So that's twenty seven. Yep. Twenty six. We have Geno Smith. 25, we have Jared Goff. Aww. 24, we have Mitch Trubisky. Aww. 23, we have Tua Tungavailoa. And 22, we have Carson Wentz. Yeah, it's all fair. Yeah. I think Go- I, I'm telling you right now, dude, I think Goff is going to have a year and it's going to put uh, the Lions a, in a shitty Goff, situation. Goff can pop up a all few those spots. Guys, here's the thing, all the guys you just listed right there are all guys that I think have really good potential for the most part to pop off this year. Tua yeah. could pop off. I think Goff, not like top five, but like yeah. I think Tua for sure could be top 15. I think Goff has shown the ability to be top 15. You know, Wentz, 
Wentz and Trubisky, I think, are kind of stuck. Yeah, Trubisky's not going to play the whole year. Yeah. So I know that for a fact. And then Wentz, once again, I think Wentz is going to show games where you go, that's where we saw the MVP, and then you're going to see games where you go, and he broke his ankles. Yeah. Cool. So starting so twenty up up until 22, yeah. our quarterbacks I, I would not choose yeah. to have as my quarterback if I could. Yeah. So this is the tier – this is like the part where I go, I would take all these guys yeah. and feel confident I could win some games with. Yeah. Uh, this would hurt me the most, but this is solely potential. Okay. Twenty-one is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he's got to show it. He's 12, got to show 12 it. Twelve touchdowns and twenty picks last year is not good. Yeah. But I do think he can have that like really good second yeah. year to bounce you up. But I he can't put him have above. Meyer and he's got my, he's got Doug Peterson. Yeah. They've got weapons. He's gonna have a better year. Yep. It's just just. And I I couldn't physically put him above Mac Jones. So I put Mac Jones at twenty. Yeah. Because Mac Jones went to the playoffs last year. Yep. So. Absolutely. That's fair. Uh, nineteen. He's, he's gonna struggle this year. Yeah. Nineteen. I have Ryan Tannehill. That's fair. 18, I have Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. 17, I have Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And just outside of the top 15, 16, I have Jameis Winston. Yeah, these are all guys that you don't know. They're all guys, for the most part, where you go, could be. Could be our guy, right, depending mm-hmm. on the right – These are guys from here – basically, I look at it from, like, 12 to, like, 20 are guys where you go, I can win with them. I don't win because of them. Yep. That is how I look at that ranking, right? Like at 12 and above, you go there. You at least will see moments where you go, he just won us the game right there, right? Yep. For the most part. Jameis, Mac, all these guys, you haven't seen it. They've never done it. They're not able to do it. Whatever the case is, you're just not, you're not in that tier. Yep. You know, you don't have the elite arm strength, the mobility, the intangible that makes you stick out and you go, dude, that's what it is. Yep. All right, number fifteen, we got Matt Ryan. I think that's fair. I think I think Matt Ryan is going to have a bounce back year yep. this year overall. But I think over he's old. He's, he's old. He's old, and last year was not very good. Yeah. Uh, fourteen, Kirk Cousins. Cousins, I think, is the hardest quarterback. He's to very hard because he's, he's stat line's always pretty decent, but he doesn't win anything. Yep. Thirteen. This one's a sole projection. Also, he's going to miss eleven games this year. Shaw Watson. Yeah, that's tough because he hasn't played a lot, but his potential, he's like so good. Yeah, but he, I mean, he took Houston to an AFC championship game when they didn't have a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, they're just not, he's still a good quarterback. Now, if he comes back and he looks like doo doo, he's going to, yeah, he's going to drop, drop progressively. Yeah, but as of right now, from what I, from his previous game that he yeah. played, the last time the, you saw him, he was, he was a top, really, yeah, he was six top QB. QB. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 12, Derek Carr. Wow. That hurt a lot. Yeah. And, I bet that didn't feel good. And number 11, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Kyler Murray is another guy where you just go, what do we have in Kyler Murray? Yep. Is he the epitome of a regular season quarterback? Are we ever going to see the long-term success? Are they ever going to get it together for 17 games? I don't think so, but mm-hmm. I just paying him a lot of money to study. Yep. All right. So we are entering the top 10. All right. Here we go. Now, oh, I'm, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. I can already tell. I'm, I'm going to throw out right here. I put no bias into this list. Okay. All right. Because you're going to you're gonna listen to this list and go, there's no bias. Or, the, yeah, this is all truth. Okay. No bias. All right. I'm all not right. a biased person when it comes okay. to quarterback rankings, okay. Rob. Yeah. I, listen, I, I just commended you. I think you do a great job of walk of you, – you just said, I love Trevor Lawrence, but he's not there yet. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. So, number 10, Dak Prescott. That's fair. That is a fair ranking right there. Number nine, Justin Herbert. Wow. You know Objectivity. what? See, see, Objectivity. This is Mike Merkel right now taking all of his love and going, I can't use it right now. I need to look at it. Because here's the thing. Give me a year, we, and he'll be top five. Because we talked about it, right? We said, but, man, they got a lot of guys that have him at top five. I go, but he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't got to the playoffs. Yep. 
So I think that is a fair criticism where you go, listen, he's got all the tools. This is the year. He is he is the best quarterback I have on this list that has not been the playoffs yet. Oh, or has oh, ever like, done oh, any yeah. success. Absolutely. Yeah. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Number seven, Lamar Jackson. Wow. And number six, Joe Burrow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Michael Merkel. I am loving this list okay. so far. I mean, my boy JG, he's not my boy. I don't. I can't stand golf. Yeah. But um, no, listen, I think these are all fair in my mind. I look at you. I look. You think everyone's thinking about, okay, who's got in this top five right now? And there's one guy that everyone's going to be like, whoa, I don't know. And it's my guy, but it's fine. But like at the end of the day, looking at all these guys, Lamar does not have the postseason success. He has not been able to elevate that team yet. Now, and I have, and I'm a defender of him. They need to give him any wide receivers at all. Mm-hmm. That would probably help, right? Yeah. Dak does not have the long-term success, um, and Burrow, we've seen it. But I think Burrow is one of those situations where it's like you, it, it is him and Herbert are going to be tied together forever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't even know why, because they're not even. It's like it's weird. There really should be no reason for it. Yeah, but. Herbert's now going to have to get there, right? Yeah. And Burrow's that guy where you go, now I got to see it consistently because you play for Cincinnati. Was it the fluke? Mm-hmm. Can you get it back in that division? There's a lot of, yeah. And then Russ, the, Russ's time in Denver is going to determine whether or not people look at, how look, people look at Russell Wilson. Yes. Is it's either a guy where he, he won Super Bowls or a defense carried him to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that's a tight rope to walk. Yeah. Now, number five, Matthew yeah. Stafford. Add a baby. Now, I will say him, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson were yeah. all like right there. Right, like interchangeable, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh I only put Stafford on top because he won the Super Bowl. And he beat Joe Burrow directly. Yep. So it came down to who do I think is better, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? I thought Joe Burrow was slightly better because he went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then Stafford beat Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. So yeah. and I, if I'm, Joe listen, yeah. if Joe Burrow if, if Stafford lost the Super Bowl yeah. and Joe Burrow won, Joe Burrow would probably be five. And here's it's the, like they're that yeah. close. No, I to think me, so, so too. And I think here's the thing about Stafford at this point. This is uh, this is no bias from me here. As much as I love the guy, and I do, he's 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 my favorite. But that that playoff run for Stafford was career defining. Mm-hmm. It, it I can't stress that enough. You go in, you be, I mean not the Cardinals game. Cardinals game was a blowout, but you go to Tampa. Beat Brady. Mm-hmm. You then come back, have a comeback win against the Niners, who you couldn't beat all year, and then have that game-winning drive with one healthy receiver, basically, to get it done in a year where everybody thought you had to win, and they did. That's mm-hmm. the crazy part for me, is that like every narrative he busted all in one fell swoop. Can't win the playoffs. Boom. Can't do this. Boom. Everything he did, I feel like he's got the numbers. He's gonna have the wins at the end of the, at the end of his run, right? And he's got the ring now. It just cemented what I've always felt was his ceiling. Is now look what happened, mm. right? So I think I think it's a fair point at this point in time to put him as a top five quarterback going into the season. Yep. Number four, Tom Brady, yeah. basically because of age. Yeah. No. It, it, here's the thing. I don't think that's a knock either. No. I mean the fact that he's 45 and still the top five in the league. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Number. Three. I hope he doesn't fall off a cliff either. I kind of hope he plays well. Yeah, Even if they don't win the Super Bowl, yeah. I don't want him to go out like Peyton, uh-huh. where he had his worst statistical year his last season. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Uh, number three, Aaron Rodgers. It's really hard to put that man higher when he just sucks so bad in the playoffs. It's going to be a big year for him. I guess it's atrocious. Big year this year. Um, number two, Josh Allen. 
Number one, Fetch Williams. Really? I'm surprised you don't have Allen at one. Not because of all the stuff we just talked about, how the announcers are in love with him. But yeah. what what was your criteria between – is it just the Super Bowls? Well, is it just the well, postseason season success? Well, has an, a regular season MVP that Josh yeah. Allen doesn't have. Mm-hmm. He has two Super Bowl appearances and a Super Bowl win right. that Josh Allen doesn't have. Right. Josh Allen has been to the AFC Championship game once. Yeah. Right, that's his big thing so far. Right, the Chiefs yeah. have hosted four straight with right. Mahomes there. Right, right, right. So like just postseason success, yeah. having the regular season MVP, just yeah. In general, the last four years Mahomes has been better. No, now this this year, if Josh Allen wins the MVP and wins the Super Bowl, is I he going to be number one? Probably. I think it's going to be unless Josh Allen throws like twenty four touchdowns and like fifteen picks. Yeah. I don't see how he doesn't win. I think people have already like. So do we just start engraving his name now? Yeah. Like, like, is he just a twenty twenty two MVP right now? Like, it's basically at that it, point. I feel like, like but I just have to like. It's we gotta to see it. We gotta see it for yeah. sure. And I, you know, listen, I think those rankings are ridiculously, and I and I like are like as close to analytics as possible there where like you factored it all in and you gave like you have legitimate reasons for everybody being in that spot or that kind of category because at some point between 17 and 18 it's a coin flip right like who do you want between this guy and this guy you know but i think overall i think that list is so comprehensive because i think you've got all of it in there it's it's regular season it's statistical it's wins it's what have you done in the postseason you've got it all in there where i think sometimes i think we get a little bit wrapped up like Dak Prescott's a good regular season quarterback Kirk Cousins a great regular season yeah. quarterback they just can't get it done yeah. Yeah, listen Josh Allen had literally the greatest playoff game I've ever seen in my life yeah. in a divisional round and right. lost right right exactly and that sucks yeah. you know so it's just one of those situations yeah I love it man that's a great job that's a yeah. phenomenal now job, if I put Stanford at like eight I don't think he would have loved it as much but no I would not have but at the same token though I think that I don't think he should have been higher than the other guys you listed yeah that's right, and I think the people that you put below him that may have better talent mm-hmm. are should be below him until they do something. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I've always had Stafford as a top ten guy because I think the the ability was always there. Yeah, he used to know show it, yeah. which I think why he kind of got put in that eleven to fifteen range, which was maddening to me. But last year he showed you can get it done, so I think he should be yeah. rewarded effectively by being higher on Mike Merkel's quarterback rankings. He is over five. It. He's number one in my heart, but he's number five in the list, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right. That's going to be for this week's show, guys. Uh, next week, right? What are we going to be at? Episode 199, Mike. Mm-hmm. Two weeks away from episode 200. Some big That's the Tom surprises. Brady drafted number. Woo! There we go. So we're going to do something know. cool for Tom Brady then? No. Okay. I'll, wear, I'll wear my Brady Michigan jersey. Does that count? Sure. All right. There we go. No one's going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. That's okay. Uh, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys, though. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck's own Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan Robin Deckett. We will see you guys, as always, next time.